Hey, y'all, welcome to Book Marketing Mania. I'm your host, Kim Stewart, and my mission here is to help you build relationships with your target readers and reach them by guesting on podcast. And one of the things I love working with clients on is getting their home base ready before pitching and also building relationships with hosts before pitching. And we talked about both of those in episodes 44 and 47. And some things I found my clients often struggle with are who their specific target readers are so that they can identify the podcasts that are speaking to them, and then how to stay on track with what God is calling us to do as we're constantly hearing, you should be doing this or you should be doing that when it comes to marketing your books. So today I invited my friend, Ann Watson, an incredible business strategy coach who helps female communicators and coaches learn to think like a business so they can inspire like a boss. How does that sound? I first saw Ann speak at a women's conference here in Dallas, and we actually met in person at the She Speaks conference in North Carolina and have been friends ever since. She used to co-host the Declare conference and their podcast, if you're familiar with the Declare conference for communicators. And Ann recently launched her new Swayology podcast, which I'm so excited for her to tell you all about it. She's going to help us really hone in on who our God-given messages are for and how to stop shooting on ourselves so we can move forward and start serving our target readers. I was hanging on her every word while we were recording, and you are in for a treat. So let's get to it. Hey, hey, Anne, welcome to the Book Marketing Mania podcast. I'm so happy you're here today to serve our listeners. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I love what you're doing. I've been a fan for a long time, so I'm excited to get to talk to you and hopefully, you know, share something that will be helpful to your listeners. Yeah. Oh, I know it will be. And so I know, Anne, you've, you, um, we've talked in the past that you have marketing and advertising in your background. So I know you bring all that to your business coaching. And so I did want to start out just by asking about, you know, our listeners that are authors and bloggers, they maybe have wrote their book or they're working on their book. Um, but no matter where they are in their journey, that I think we sometimes struggle with how we communicate our message out to the world as to who we serve through our book. You know, who is our book or our blogs for. So can right. you kind of just talk into that a little bit about um, how to help us kind of niche down, which I know everybody keeps hearing about that. And it scares us because we think, oh, if we niche down, then we won't be able to sell books or, you know, talk to a lot more people about our messages. But can you kind of just talk through how we can kind of narrow the focus down to be able to communicate who we serve and who we who our books are for, and then not being afraid to niche down that we might miss out on some readers? Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because this is one of the biggest stumbling blocks that I see in coaches, in communicators, in entrepreneurs, is just really figuring out what is the exact problem that they're solving and who are they solving it for. And those components together make up your niche. I mean, and you can say, by the way, niche or niche. It's a personal mm -hmm. preference. I just think <laughs> niche rhymes with itch. So I choose niche <laughs> just to go there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, your niche is just this like compilation of the problem that you solve and who you solve it for. And one of the reasons I think that it is the most difficult thing for people to narrow down is because for most of us, our experiences are not so unique 
that nobody can learn from them. They tend to have a little bit more of universal application, Mm -hmm. right? The things that we're passionate about, the messages that we've developed, the pain we have overcome or the trial we have come through tends to have sort of a universal application. And so we're like, we just want to help as many people as possible, which is fantastic. However, when you are trying to help as many people as possible and you're not niching down into one type of audience or one type of problem that you're solving, you don't really know who you're talking to. And the people who are listening and watching don't know who you're talking to, right? So this Mm -hmm. is the big problem is we want people to see themselves in the content that we're creating. But if we're creating content for everyone, then no one can see themselves in it. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's important that we really, really get clear on that exact problem that we solve and on the person that we solve it for, knowing that even though we're talking to one type of person, we're really casting a wide net and we're going to get people on the outskirts and on the fringes of that. So that's the first thing I want to say to people who are afraid to niche down is that when you niche down, you are committing to one person, one problem, one solution. And that sounds very confining, Mm -hmm. but there are people on the outskirts that are paying attention and they will come to you for help. So niching down does not eliminate all of the other people that you think you can help, right? Mm -hmm. What it does is it enables you to get really focused on the content that you're producing and the way that you talk about the problem that you solve. So for example, I love to tell my communicators or my coaches, listen to your ideal audience person, whoever you have decided is that person, pay attention to the words and the phrases that they're using when they talk about their problem or that pain point that they have. So for example, if you're talking to somebody and they're saying, I just feel stuck and all over the place and I don't know how to put this together. Then one great tip is as a coach or communicator to put that phrase in the content you produce. So it would be something like, do you ever feel like you just feel all over the place and you're not quite sure what to do to put it all together? So you're using those same words and phrases in the content you're producing. What that does is that helps your ideal client start to see themselves in your content and go, it's like she's in my head. And that's ultimately what we really want. And then to your final point about why, about people being so scared to niche down, right? I want to say this, and this is what I always teach my clients is I want you to pick a niche and I want you to commit to it for six months. Let's just go all in for six months and then we will listen and gather data and we will get feedback from our people. And then at the end of six months, let's do an audit and let's see what needs to be tweaked. Because the truth is you, you commit to something for six months at the end of six months, it might be completely different. Or you might be like, oh, you know what? I just need to tweak it a little bit to help somebody. So even though it sounds scary to niche down, it's not a permanent thing. It's going to evolve, but you have to have a place to start. You got to have a place to begin putting content out there to your ideal person to help them solve their problem. And then you learn, you listen and you learn and then you tweak. 
Yeah, that's so great. I think we often skip that, right? We just keep trying and trying and trying, but we don't ever stop and take the time to evaluate what works and what works for us. And that made me think about, you know, podcast guesting. Like I see that a lot of times with, you know, when you're looking at a show and it's like, I know authors will sometimes say, you know, like I help women with confidence or I help women with overcoming anxiety or something, you know, like these big categories, or maybe they haven't even identified it's women, maybe it's men and women. But then, you know, as you go look at a podcast and what they've already talked about, if they They've already talked about those things. It's like, you know, I always think like, how can we then niche it down? Because maybe they haven't talked about it from a certain perspective that you're bringing to the table that, you know, we just don't often think about. So I'm so I'm so glad you said that because, you know, and again, like on social media stuff, you're going to see, I know we both probably could share like just who who you see, like I know your content, it always speaks to me. And it's just like, you know that when you see it, right? You just, you right. hear somebody sharing something and you are, you do have those feelings of, they're looking in my window. Like they, they know exactly what I'm thinking. And I know um, that's happened to me over and over when I've been reading books and it's just like, oh, she wrote this book for me. You know, like, right, she exactly. definitely wrote this book for me, but yet, you know, she sold it to more people than just me. That's so good. And I did, I wanted to ask you too, because I know you have sat down with publishers and agents at conferences and yeah. I would love for you to share maybe how that plays into it um, from your business coach, but also from an author that sat down with publishers and, and had those 15 minute appointments. I always check it out on them, but um, I know that's going to come into play really strongly that you can communicate who your book is for, right? That it's not just the same old book that's on the bookshelf that, that a publisher wouldn't be able to sell. So I'd love for you to share anything you have to say about that too. Well, sure. I have definitely been fortunate to build some relationships with some agents and publishers over the years. Uh, when I was working with the Declare Conference, it was just kind of a regular part of it. And I'm a relationship builder kind of person. And so Mm -hmm. I've had an opportunity to get to know them and to work with them and to kind of pick their brains a little bit. And yeah, you're exactly right. If you're writing a book, say on anxiety, it's such a broad word and a broad way to talk about it, that it's hard for a potential reader and therefore a publisher or an agent to see what's unique about that. Mm -hmm. So we got to keep drilling down about who are you talking to or what type of anxiety it is? What is your unique approach or solution? What is the unique thing that's different from what other people have already done or said? Mm-hmm. And everybody has something. So I am sure you've got listeners out there thinking, you know, I've read 15 books on anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's already been done before. Mm-hmm. But here's what I would say. If you've read 15 books and you're still struggling with anxiety, you have not yet figured out the thing that works for you. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you're like anxiety impaired. It just means you have not yet found your solution. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at, say, I've overcome anxiety in my life, well, how did I do it that was different? from the other ways that I read about it in books or on the internet or in conferences, whatever, what am I hearing that I either disagree with or what am I hearing that's new to me? Mm -hmm. And then incorporate those things into your messaging. And this is where we're just digging around for your unique brilliance. It's that thing that you're bringing to the table that no one else has. So yes, it's important to really narrow down that niche. But in this case, it could be the problem that you're solving is your niche, the person that you're helping, or the solution that you're providing. 
It can be one of those three things. Where is it for you? And the more specific that you can get, the clearer your messaging will become. Mm-hmm. And then more it's going to hit home and resonate with your readers and with agents and publishers, because mm-hmm. they're more than likely going to go, I haven't heard it talked about in this way. I haven't seen it described like this. I never thought of this solution before. And once they see or hear that, they're hooked. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got to get to with all of the authors is what is that unique perspective, that unique brilliance that you alone bring to this topic? Yeah, that's so good. It's so true. And I do think once you figure that out, like in any capacity, it's so much easier, right? To create content knowing you know exactly who you're talking to, what you're talking about and the problem and solution. It just makes everything fall into place. You're not like, I don't know how to do all these different things and uh, what to post on social media. You know, you know, definitely a lot more about what you should be posting and interacting with. So talking about all that, like once we kind of figure out who we are serving, our problems and solutions. Now let's talk about all the, um, you know, messaging that we are hearing as far as book marketing or just, you know, getting our messages out there. Even if we haven't wrote a book, we're still building our author platform. Um, What advice would you have, Anne, for the listeners about, you know, we just keep hearing all these, you know, I should be doing this. You should start a podcast. You should be on, you know, TikTok. You should do things this way, blah, 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 blah. And we just can't do it all right. We have to figure out what works for us, but I'd love for you just to talk into that um, on how you address, you know, I should be doing X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, if you've been around me for a minute, then you've probably heard me say, I hate to get shut on. (laughs) 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 It's just, it's something I I don't see men doing this to themselves as much Mm -hmm. as I do women. I have to be honest. I think for some reason, women suffer from shame or guilt about all the things they're not doing. And conversely, topic for another day, never give themselves enough credit for what they Mm -hmm. are doing. But when it comes to what you should be doing, I say throw the rule book away, right? There's a million courses, a million masterminds, workshops, webinars, downloads, whatever it is. If none of those things are working for you and helping you to do what you want to do, then we need to come back to the drawing board and first really examine, have you built that good solid foundation of your niche, the problem you solve, who you solve it for, and the way that you present the solution? Are you square? Are you clear there? Once you are clear there, Then let's figure out what feels good to you. What do you enjoy doing? What is bringing you bang for your buck? And then let's focus all of your effort there. You do not have to do all of the tips and the tricks and the tactics and everything that everybody out there recommends. And in fact, if you're feeling pressure or overwhelmed by all of those things, then I really want to suggest that it's time to come back and audit your foundation. Let's just make sure that you are in alignment with the thing that you want to do. And then we can start building appropriate activities and tasks for you to do that will really get you the results that you're looking for without you having to feel overwhelmed or insecure or like you should be doing more. That's a no-no in my book. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I love that. Stop shitting on yourself. I mean, it's so Stop true. Stop shitting on yourself. Yeah, and Stop. I think that's that's so good to go back to that foundation because a lot of times that is what happens is we hear all these different things we should be doing, but mm-hmm. we haven't even really stopped to think about why are we even uh, going to do any of it, right? We don't even know who we're talking to yet, you know, who is our ideal reader. So we shouldn't, yeah, be running around and, and trying to figure all those things out before we figure out how we are going to serve um, who God called us to serve. So I love that so much. Stop shitting on yourself. <laughs> stop it. Just stop Everybody's shitting gonna on be yourself. repeating on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, what about, so you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'd love for you to talk into just, you know, especially for the women, you know, tuning in just how they can overcome that. Um, you know, we see that you should be doing all these things, but also even if we kind of step forward and start doing some things, if we know who we're serving and now we're going to step forward and start doing some of our marketing is we run into that imposter syndrome and the overthinking, you know, we see she, you know, is doing something one way or she's, you know, got more followers, more selling more books, you know, more podcast downloads, whatever, or even the, um, overthinking of, you know, I'm too old to be doing this. Somebody else has already done this. Somebody's already wrote a book about this. All those, you know, things that play into our mindset. I'd love for you just to speak into that, Anne, and share um, from your coaching what we can do about that. Sure. So I have thoughts. Uh, The first one is everybody struggles with it. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with imposter syndrome, whether it's every minute, every hour, once a week, you're normal. And so stop thinking, my advice is stop thinking that there's something wrong with you if you're having some of those seeds of doubt. The reason you're feeling that way is because you care. Mm -hmm. You want to make a difference. You want to make an impact. So you're normal and you care. That's what having imposter syndrome tells me. That being said, it's still not entirely healthy and it does prevent us from doing the good work that we're supposed to be doing. So we need to figure out a way to get over it. Now, there's a couple of different strategies. And for every single person, it's a little bit individualized. So I would say there's not necessarily a blanket across the board solution to imposter syndrome. But a couple of things that you can do are one, if you're in a season of heavy writing or promoting your book, and you are feeling imposter syndrome based on comparison, Mm -hmm then I want to give you permission to temporarily unfollow anybody who is making you feel like you are suffering by comparison. Mm -hmm. You just, you've got to protect the heart and the boundary of what you are doing. And if seeing someone else's success is messing with your mind a little bit, unfollow them. If you want, make a list on your phone of all the people that you've unfollowed that you're going to go back and follow again when your project is over, your season is over. So where you're not doing this maliciously, you're just taking a break from feeling pressure. So that's one big thing. Another big thing is to keep in mind when you say to yourself, there's somebody else has already done this, or there's so many books about this, or there's other coaches that do this. When you're having that conversation with yourself, the reason that you wanted to write your message or start your business, whatever it is, is because you didn't find a solution that worked for you. It didn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. More than likely, you're not the only person it doesn't exist for. And more than likely, you are the solution someone else is looking for. So we've got to keep in mind that if it's already been done before, then it wouldn't be a thing, right? It wouldn't be something you have struggled with or a lesson you have learned because we would have already learned this, Mm -hmm. right? 
but life just doesn't work that way. And we learn by different ways. And there may be five authors that are all writing a book on the same topic at the same time, but all five of them have a slightly different perspective and all five of them will reach different people because of it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to remember when imposter syndrome is rearing its ugly head and telling you that you are less than it's not true because if the thing that you were trying to do was solved, you would have solved it. We all, nobody would need it. So, and then the last thing I think with imposter syndrome is to just keep in mind that when you're struggling with feeling like, who am I? You might be focused on the wrong person, mm-hmm. right? Really, for most of us, what we want to do is we want to get out there and we want to help people. We want to serve. We want to tell the woman that's coming up behind us that's on the same path, like, here, honey, take my hand. There's a pit right there. I want you to help. I want to help you over. There's a bridge right here we can cross together. Let me show you how you can get a shorter path to healing or freedom by telling you my story by sharing with you my journey or the process I learned or the thing that I did. That's serving and helping. So if imposter syndrome is really getting you down, you may be thinking about the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Try to shift your focus into the person that you really want to help, the person that needs your message, that needs healing, that needs freedom, that needs chains broken. And know you are the person, the only person that can say it in a way that it's going to click with them, mm-hmm. that it's truly going to provide relief. So get over yourself and get going. Yeah, I love that so much because yeah, I've read so many books, right? We all have on the same topics, but you have to just hear it from one specific person or hear a journey that you're like, oh, this is my exact journey I'm on, you know, and then it does just click with you. And I think, um, I think I've heard you say this before, and like you've talked about and this blends right into what you were just saying, but, um, you know, like if, if we're stuck and we're not moving forward to serve our perfect person, you know, that you talked about in the beginning, then, you know, we're robbing them of something, right? Cause we oh, have, yeah. we have a solution for them, but we, we can't get it to them if we don't, you know, get unstuck and get over ourselves. Like you just said, I love that. But, you know, speaking to that, yeah. because I think we all need to remember, we wrote our book for a reason, or we are planning to write a book for a reason. We're blogging, we're podcasting, you know, making videos for somebody to get help. Um, but if we don't get out there and do that, you know, they're never going to be served. Well, and you know, there's the verse about God has created us to accomplish good works he planned in advance for us to do, right? Mm-hmm. He's planned for us to impact and influence a certain set of people who I tell my clients all the time, they cannot move forward in their journey until you move forward in yours. Mm -hmm. It's so important that we lead the way and we, you know, cut down the, the muck and burn the path so that others can follow in it and find that freedom. And then hopefully they will turn around and provide that help to the next people. It's mm-hmm. a domino effect. But if we hold in what we have learned, or if we shy away from it because we're scared or nervous or feeling imposter syndrome, then we're letting fear get the better of us. Not only will we stay stuck, all those people we were meant to serve will stay stuck as well. And that thought kills me, mm-hmm. me right? Too, yeah. that I might be the reason that somebody can't move forward. I don't 
want that to be true. I don't want that to be part of my story. I want to give what I have as much as possible so that other people can find freedom and joy in what they're doing. And we can all have that great experience of connecting and feeling good and healing and all Mm -hmm. the things. Because yeah, that's what that's what we've been called to do. And we've just got to get out there and do it. And I know that's on our listeners' hearts is they they, you know, they have had this calling on their hearts. They've got this burning, burning urge to help people. But yeah. but then if you don't get out and do it, you know, yeah, there's so many people are at a loss. I know I've been changed so many times by books I've read and reread, you know. So if that person hadn't entered my life somehow, I would not be that way and I wouldn't be able to then share the message with others. Okay, so you have something new and exciting that's just happened, Anne, which is your new podcast. So I would love for you to share um, about it with our listeners because they're all podcast listeners. So they love discovering new shows. And then they can obviously get more of what we've talked about today in depth with Anne on her new podcast. Yeah, uh, I am excited and a little nervous. And it's called Swayology. It's about all about the art of persuasion, and it's persuading you to love your life and your business. And what I really want to do is it's an interview style show where I'm talking to really phenomenal people like you and just finding out about what was that story behind you doing the thing you're doing now? Like what led you to this? And what was it like when you started and where did you get stuck and how did you get unstuck? And what have you learned now? How have you evolved? Because I really, really feel like we see so much the highlight reels Mm -hmm. for people, right? We see how they just have come into success or what we have decided is success without really knowing the backstory. And so I really want to talk to people about, you know, what was that journey like for you when you started? I mean, where were you scared and how did you overcome it? And how did you get unstuck and push through to be in the place that you are now. And my hope is that listeners will feel inspired by other people's stories to know that they can do it too, that it's not as hard or as scary as they think it is. And that even if they get stuck, it's normal. There is help out there and just have the success stories to know that that is within everyone's reach if they're just willing to take a little action on their dream. Oh, I love that so much. I know you have a free resource to share with our listeners. Sure. So my free resource right now is just an easy way to create a strategy. This is one of the things I hear from my clients all the time is Mm -hmm. I just feel all over the place and I don't know where to start. And so I've written this, it's like an 18 page guide, but it's in a parable kind of form, right? Mm -hmm. So you... I'm walking you through the story of a company that's figuring out its strategy so that you can do that same thing right alongside them. So it's a, it sounds like it's huge, but it's really a quick read and it will help you figure out how to take one goal and sort of reverse engineer your to-do list in a way that's going to help you get results. Yeah, it's so good. It has great visuals in it. Yeah, I'll definitely put a link to it in the show notes because, yeah, I think it's a great one. You said it's an easy way to put your strategy together. I was like, oh, strategy does not come easy for a lot of people. So uh, they definitely need right. to get their hands on this. So, Anne, where can our listeners connect with you online? Well, that should be pretty easy. You can find me mostly on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And that is at Anne Watson TX. That's Anne with an E. And uh, on my website which is annmwatson.com because uh, there's another Ann Watson in the world who's a cellist who won't give me her website 
address. So, I know so what that's like. <laughs> Anne with an E and then an M for my middle name and Watson.com. So oh, yeah, good. that's the easiest way to find me. And I love it, love it, love it when people send me DMs and we get to chatting. So please do. Been so awesome. And I'll be sure to put your website and um, Instagram and then obviously the links where they can download the free resource so they can get in touch with you. You can learn a lot from Anne about how to put your business together and and your book ministry, whatever you might be putting together and laying a strong foundation and then being able to move forward with who God's called you to serve. So thank you, Anne. I'm so glad you were here today to serve our listeners. I so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so who's ready to get your sway on and start serving the target readers God called you to? I can't wait for you to check out Anne's freebie and her Swayology podcast. I had the great blessing of being interviewed by her recently, so be on the lookout for that episode to air soon on her show. And for links to everything we talked about today, be sure to check out the show notes here in your podcast player or on the blog at bookmarketingmania.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you back here next week to help you build your author platform and market your book one podcast at a time. Mm -hmm.